Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. This podcast is now up on YouTube. You can find us. All you got to do is type in the Big Honker Podcast, and uh, all of our episodes are up there now. So go check it out. Subscribe. Hit the like and subscribe button. I bet you hadn't heard that before a million times. The hunting season is over. The boring days of the waiting until September to get here. And listening to the Big Honker Podcast, apparently. And we do appreciate everyone for listening. We want to thank our sponsors. First sponsor is Alpha Outdoor Specialties, which is also our newest sponsor. And they're coming out with the Stanfield Stool, which we will release by the end of the month. So it was Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They can do anything. Fabrications, they got it all. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And we will have a lot more on Alpha Outdoor Specialties after we release the Stanfield Stool, which will be the new way to hunt in comfort in an A-frame or a pit blind. No more hemorrhoids. Nope. I'm sitting on a bucket for too long. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And then let's talk about Dive Bomb. It is the end of the year. The One of the major selling points of Dive Bomb is they are easy to pack away when the season is over. Especially if you get the bags like I've been telling you to do for the last three years. You get the bags, you put them away, clean them off, hose them off, do whatever you got to do, let them dry. Back in the bags, back in storage. For us, we just... Uh, we, we cleaned out our trailers and uh loaded them back up so it's an easy storage solution you don't have to take up a whole grain silo like you do with those clunky ass full bodies to me that is really packing them up is kind of the best thing uh in my mind and they're sitting ready to roll next year as soon as we ready to go to hunt we could go to north dakota in august if we wanted to to hunt and we could pull a trailer up there and it's ready to go uh, they got some new products on the market. They got the uh, kickback laydown chair. So if you're looking for that, it's got armrests and a nice, uh, hell, I think it'll even give you a massage if you get the deluxe version. But they got a lot of cool new products. You can check them out at divebombindustries.com. And if you're looking for an uh, easy way to uh, get away from the bulk of full bodies, Dive Bomb is definitely the way to go. And our boys over at Boss. Brandon and them got it going on. Folks. All made in America. It only, it's like a train. Only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. It takes one. They've had they've had product all winter. You've had to order them in the morning to get them by the time the day's out. I had a guy message me today and said, Jeff, I'm coming to see you next November. When do I need to order my boss? I said, as soon as you want to do it. He said, I ordered it. It's on the way now. It so doesn't go bad. If you come to the Big Honker Lodge, you can order your boss. Have it sent directly to the lodge. Pick it up when you're here. Guys from California that hunt with me, a lot of them order all their shells, have them delivered here, pick them up when they leave on a hunt because they can't get them in California without going through a bunch of paperwork and pain in the ass so if you want a boss that's the way to go that's bossshotshells.com hardest workers ever i mean to to be faced with what they have had to overcome this this uh this waterfowl season with the supply chain and all that other bullshit and to have inventory in stock ready to roll my hat's off to them they pulled it off uh they're the best in the business so that's that's who you should spend your money with bossshotshells.com some more people you should spend your money with are the boys up there, Spoke Compton, Washington, Mr. Trevor, Austin, Alex Jurgis, Pacific Calls. If you want to call in a bird, they've got a call for you. Whether you're chasing lessers, honkers, specks, snows, turkeys, turkeys coming up, they're a one-stop shop. And they are incredible guys. Um, if you want some custom engravings or whatever, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to oblige you. Just drop them a message, PacificCustomCalls.com. They've also got some sweet-looking gear that they're getting ready to release, uh, hats, shirts, and stuff stuff of the like. And I've gotten more messages about this. They said, hey, I saw you were wearing a Smoke'em shirt on the YouTube channel. 
How do I get that? Well, it's easy. You go to PacificCustomCalls.com. They just got a fresh batch up yesterday, and they're not going to last very long. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com, and uh, tell them the Big Honker Podcast people sent you. We're also brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters, the best waiters that are on the market right now. They're so comfortable. I mean, it's like you're walking on clouds. It really is. I didn't get to wear them a whole lot. I only got to wear them a couple times, as a matter of fact. But the times that I did, I did not want to. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to come out of them. I, I I could easily see myself dry land hunting in, a, in an A-frame with shin gears on. I mean, they're that comfortable. You don't know that they're on you. The boots are incredible. The fabric uh, around your your torso and your legs are impeccable. They're tough. They're resistant, and they come with a with a guarantee that they're going to stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you spring a leak, you call the people over at Shin Gear, and they'll get you taken care of in a reasonable amount of time. It's not like other companies where you have to order two pair of waders just to have one. You send them to them, they fix them in a, in a short amount of time, they send them right back to you, you're ready to rock. I haven't had one person tell me that they – and everybody we're a sponsor from, people give us feedback on them. Right. I haven't had one person give feedback yet that they had problems with waders. Not no. one person. And no. We've been, they've been sponsored for six months. It's the best. If you get what you pay for in this country. We ought to know right. that by now. If you get on Amazon and you buy something and it's cheap, usually you're getting a cheap product. If you buy something and you pay for good quality service and it costs a little bit more, you're getting what you're paying for with Machine Gear. It's exactly what you get. Good quality product with great customer service. That's ShinGear.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way I start my morning every day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend, the best that there is. Ever since I've had COVID coffee, has kind of had this bitter, weird taste to it. The Missouri Boat Ride, I do not get that. Little hints of sugar, and I'm out the door. Thermos is ready to rock and roll. Incredible people over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. They're always trying to find a new blend that works for everybody. But I'm telling you, if you get yourself the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, you will not be disappointed. They're going to uh, hunting shows right now. I saw, I think they're at uh, the Houston, Houston Safari Club. Houston Safari Club. So if you're, if you're in the Houston area, uh, go check them out. I'm sure they'd be delighted to shake your hand and sell you a nice bag of premium roast coffee. It's delicious. Dirty Duck Coffee. You won't be disappointed. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that is on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 Blind. It fits four grown men as advertised. It's tough. It's durable. Uh, take your hide wherever you go. Uh, they also make waterproof spinners that are the best. And I tell you, another product that we just got turned on to is their goose flapper. We had uh, a very tough second half of our season, but actually the Lucky Duck goose flapper convinced some wary speckle bellies and honkers and some snow geese to just give it up on a dime. If you're running into that problem, maybe your geese are getting a little wary of the flag, put that goose flapper out. It does make a big difference. Um, it's remote operated. You can uh, you can change the wing cadence just off a touch of a button. You can turn it completely off. You can turn it on. Uh, they're easy to move around. So one morning we had them on the wrong side. Geese were finishing uh, where we didn't want them to. Picked them up, moved them. No problem at all. That is over at LuckyDuck.com. And I'm telling you, the more more tools you have in your tool chest, better off you'll be. LuckyDuck.com. Uh, also, we're brought to you by the boys at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Great guys. Uh, if you subscribe to their Patreon account, you can get full access to all the debauchery that they have going on over there. Uh, the bourbon review is still free to everybody, but if you want to hear 
uh, the nitty gritty and the good stuff. You got to pay a little bit. Go to their Patreon site, uh, pay your monthly subscription, and away you go. I think you can even spend up to 20 bucks if you want to. You can get the gold elite status. Uh, but they're great guys. They have a hell of a podcast. It's fun to watch them grow um, as podcast hosts. So we hope that you would tune in the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged critter. The quick-release system ensures that that dog is where you want it to be, and it does not take a step forward until you're ready for it to. Um, I, tell you, I, I use it every single morning. Hook it onto Lou. It's easy to use. Pull the chain, and then there he goes um, when I, whenever I'm ready to release him. It's got anchors and different hookups to where if you're hunting out of a boat or a pit blind or whatever you got, you can always set up your quick release system. Works everywhere. Also, they've got the field trauma kit, which I think every hunting bag needs, every pickup truck needs. Um, stop bleeding, stay warm, matches. I mean, it's got it all. Um, Alex Langbell has taken his career as a first responder, and he has put it all in a little bag for you. So if something bad happens, either to hunting buddy, your dog, you're ready to go. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and at least get the field trauma kit because you need it. Also, we're brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. If you've seen the price of hamburger meat at the store, you would know why so many people are starting to buy bulk. They're getting these whole, uh, these whole steers. They're getting these whole beefs delivered. Um, if you've got the freezer space, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, hamburger meat's getting ridiculous. All the meat is getting ridiculous right now. But if you can, if you've got the storage, I would say everybody needs to stock up, buy in bulk. You can go to Steak Plains Meats down there in Crosbyton, Texas, um, and they will deliver to you. They do. They do custom order steaks. They do it all. It's just a nice old fashioned meat market, and that's what you need. And I'm telling you, we just got it. We just got a whole beef here delivered at the lodge the other day. It'll get you. It's going to get us through the summertime. We got three families. We'll take turns. Well, not take turns. We'll just get whatever we need to get out of it. Hamburger meat. Yesterday, I checked on price of hamburger meat. Almost seven dollars a pound. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what a steak was not long ago. Yeah. And so you you know if if you're on if you're on a budget you know take save a month's worth of money go get your stuff and save that meat because meat's going to be in high demand if you're buying it off grocery stores all the time. There's plenty of cattle in Texas. Buy it local. Go to a local meat place like Steak Plains Meats. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. If you're wanting dates for this coming waterfowl season, uh, you better get on the horn within the next couple of weeks because number one, we sell out most of our dates the year before. And what dates we do have left, uh, they're going pretty quick. I've got right now the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, I still have some dates open. If you want any of that, you better look, call me pretty fast. November dates are going real quick. we got an extra week of season we're going to get probably the November 5th week, so I have some of them dates still open. But if you want dates and you want on our calendar, you need to let me know pretty damn fast. And, yes, I do answer my phone. Had someone ask me that again today. It's really Jeff. Yeah. Is this really you, Jeff? Yes. Uh, nobody else is going to answer the phone around here. I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> too fancy anyways call me or send an email goose at west w-e-s-t-e-x.net or jstanfield68 on instagram thank you so much god bless y'all all right ladies and gentlemen this episode of the podcast we are joined by jason burt of alpha outdoor specialty he has designed the stanfield stool it is an a-frame stool uh perfect for a-frames go figure um we talk about what they've got going on at alpha outdoors they've also got a couple cool new blind features that they hope to have out in time for waterfowl season in this coming year. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Here he is, Jason Burt. You nervous? 
Nah, not really. Good. Not really. I'm well, just going to talk. That's all we want you to do. That's all you got to do. If that's you don't simple. talk, it's a major fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. Are you sure you got that right? Yep. I oh. didn't screw nothing up. Good. Do you want me to? Good. No, nah, you're, you're batting a thousand so far. Well, I'm sure I'll fall to shit here pretty quick. <laughs> with us today in studio from the small town in Mississippi. I guess it's a small town, isn't it? Very small. Very small. Mr. Jason Burt. How, what, what's town in Mississippi? Carthage. Carthage. You told me that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. See, I done fucked up now, Andy. See there? I got in your head. <laughs> How big's Carthage? Uh, God, I really, truly don't. I, I couldn't. Thousand people? Yeah, yeah, thousand, two thousand, maybe that's, something like that. I see, that's twice as big as Knox City. Drag this just a little bit closer to you. Keep it about a fist away. About that far? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's small, but it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not as as big as as a lot of the surrounding towns. So I mean, I guess it's small, but I guess it's big compared to yeah, compared to Knox City. It is. Yeah, we're we're living in the smallest, by smaller communities you can live in. Hooterville, Hooterville. That's right. Well, I like this better than I do the one I'm in now. So. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we got places here. We got a lot of houses for sale here. Yeah. Move on over. Yeah. Got to get my got to get my kid into college. So. We'll then see. you can move to Knox then City. Then I can move wherever I want to. You know, I've had a lot of people that come to Knox City that are like, you know, I'd like to live in a place like this. Yeah. Like, well, it's, why don't you come out here then? It's real fun, September to February. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, probably wouldn't. I mean, you know, you're busy enough, but people come out here and, you know, they're hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on vacation. Right. And that's right. why it's so cool. Like, yeah, it'd right. be fucking great to move to St. Lucia, but, like, <laughs> what are you going to do the other... 50 weeks out of the year. Right, right. So Nice place to visit. Nice place to visit. Nice I place. had a friend. And I wouldn't even go that far about Knox City. <laughs> I had a friend come here one time. We used to have a thing called the Watermelon Festival in the summer. Like every place that they ever sold watermelons or grew watermelons has a watermelon festival. Right, right. And we're the home of the seedless watermelon with 77,000 other cities that yeah. claim the same thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <clears throat> we used to have a big watermelon festival here. And I had some buddies that come here for there, and they're like, man, I want to move here. You do realize that not every weekend of the sun, the, of the year is a watermelon. We, we ride golf carts all around town drinking and go into the park <laughs> and buy, you know, chicken and gator on a stick and then go around. This this doesn't happen but one weekend a year. Right, Don't right. base that. Come here the third weekend in April. Yeah. Right. You know, and the second weekend in October, and you see that outside of us being busy at the hunt lodge, there ain't a lot of shit going on here. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Well, that, we, we don't have anything back home. I mean, everything that we have is is surrounding. Yeah. Nothing goes on in that town. It's one ready to get the hell out of it. Do you have to lock your doors at night? Uh, I mean, I do. I don't necessarily have to. That, that You're in a good place. That's why I am, too. We got cameras in our house. Everybody's got yeah. freaking cameras now. So my yeah. whole house, I can watch. When we was on vacation in Mexico, I could yeah. pull up the house to see. One day, I wanted to check to see if the snow had melted yet. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up the camera to look see if there's any snow on the ground still. But 
we don't have to lock our doors. Yeah, no. And that's that's a good thing because so many places you better lock your fucking door. Yeah, no. I mean, and they know I'll come outside in a robe and a shotgun in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't wear a robe. Well, a fat naked man <laughs> will run off anybody quick. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Well, if some motherfucker tries to jump on you and he's naked, you better get the fuck away from yeah. him. That's crazy. Yeah. Somebody said that was their defense mechanism. If they ever gonna get in a fight, they strip down naked. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody wants to fight the naked yeah, guy. No, yeah. nobody wants to fight the naked guy. No. You're not putting that some bitch on me. Get away no, from me. No. <laughs> Don't get nowhere near me with yeah. you. If he wants so. to fight you buck naked, like there's no there's no measure he will not pull out of his hat <laughs> right. to win that fight. That's exactly right. Well, he'll bite you, he'll scratch you. <laughs> I'm just more worried about him hitting with his penis. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. That is an unnormal feel. That's not something I want feeling. I don't give a shit if it's on my chest, my back. Forehead. My knee. Oh, no, damn sure not on my forehead. Oh, hell no. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, there was a joke that said, uh, you, know what the, you know what's worse than waking up with a dick drawn on your forehead? Finding out it was traced. <laughs> <laughs> That's no shit. <laughs> They used to be like telling someone, have they been banned? And they'll be like, what's banned? To be physically abused by someone slapping their flaccid penis across your face, you know? That's not something nobody ever wants to go through. No, they don't. No, um, don't. Let's not talk ever. about the Stanfield stool. Yes, sir. You got a hunting stool y'all built for us. Yes. That's used for blinds. Yes. For it, it is the perfect chair to sit in in a deer stand yes. or an A-frame. That Yes. We have used them in pit blinds, deer stands, of course. Y'all have used them in A-frames. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we went in and we modified to, to make sure everything fit right. Um, d- dove hunting. I tra- oh, that would be a perfect dove yeah, hunting Yeah, it's stool. a great dove stool. Now, it's great. not one you want to carry a half mile. It no, is It no. is intended to get in the back of your truck, right. drive to the take, take it out of your truck, and put it in your right. blind. Exactly. It's comfortable. It's got, it's got give to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, one of those or two of those will end up on my back porch this summer. Exactly. And I will set those on my back porch. That's there'll be a couple of them on my back porch. I'll have all summer long. Yeah. Because around the house, we Fourth of July at my house, we will be sitting in those stools. And then you know what's going to happen? Hunting scene's going to roll around. We're going to fuck with all of our stools. <laughs> oh, Jeff used them to party on. That's yeah, where right. they are. That's, They're on his deck. Yeah. The, the, it's. I mean, it's. Kind of, I work my dog with them. Oh yeah. You know, because right. if I'm, because now that hunting scene's over with, now dog training, dog season yeah. it starts. So I, I I work my dog with it. You know, and you can you can. You can sit in one spot, you know, you're not on a bucket, so you're comfortable. Right. You know, if you need to turn, need to turn, whatever, work your dog, whatever, you're comfortable. So that, that's kind of the reason why, I mean, you, you know, they said you give a lazy man a hard job, you find an easy way to do it. Right. So I'm, I wanted something easy, simple, and comfortable, yeah. you know. What are those stores, chairs going to retail for? Uh, right now, we're looking, I'm trying to keep everything below two. Okay. I'm trying to keep everything below two hundred. So one ninety nine ninety five. One ninety nine ninety nine. Probably um, is is what is what I'm is what is what I'm I'm shooting for. A lot depends on materials. Ooh, you know, a lot yeah. depends on materials. What you know, thanks to thanks to Brandon. Depending on what goes up, you know, it, I seriously doubt it's going to go down. But you know, if we can try to get a bulk order and get a you know bulk shipment of materials in, so we can lock in that price. Then we we can handle, but we, you know we can handle it. That the the chairs that you use on them are made by who now? They're they're Millennium Millennium they're, and, and, and Millennium guy, boat seats. The the chair the prototype you sent to me, a couple of my guys are fishing guys, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they said, oh, those are damn good because I guess yeah, those are, are bass fishing chairs. They, right? they are they're fishing chairs. Um, and I mean I've used them in in, in duck boats and everything <laughs> like that. So that's where I've kind of got. You know, accustomed to them, and, and they, they, those chairs are built by y'all, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. And, and so you're getting them straight from them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where do people go if they want to – say an outfitter wants to buy a dozen of them. And I'm telling you, outfitters, right now, if you've got a pit blind somewhere and you want some chairs that are comfortable, that are hold up, these are the chairs you want. Who? Do, how do they get a hold of you all? The best thing to do right now is to, is to send me either an email or give me a call. Uh, we've got a website that we are kind of holding off because we've got other products that are coming out. So we want to go live with it, with <coughs> everything on it versus one or two things. What's your email? Email is going to be Jason at. Hold on. Okay. Deal with slow people here. I understand. Jason, Jason. J-A-S-O-N. J-A-S-O-N at Alpha. A-L-P-H-A. O-F. O-F. M-S dot com. Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at alpha dot com. That's alpha of com. Alpha of MS is in Mississippi. Is com. In Mississippi. We have some slow people that listen to us. I understand. You know? understand. Some, some of them have that... some ninth grade educations, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. But yeah, you know, we all have a ninth grade education. We, all, we, we, all we all should have, all have one at least. Now, if, now, I will say this. If they need, if it's easier to call me, I have absolutely no problem with that. They can call me uh, 601-331-8347. So you can either call me or, te- or email me, text me, doesn't matter. That'll be perfect then right there. That's what, that's what we want people to do. Call Jason, email him, and these chairs, I'm telling you, are legit the bomb. I'm, I'm, and it's I'm not something you. that's going to fall apart either. Like, no. You're not going to spend no. $200 and then in two no. years be like, oh, damn, i got to buy another one. They're made out of, they're made out of uh, these right here are made out of 5052. Uh, it's marine grade aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, eighth gauge, I believe. I mean, they're, they're, they're strong. That, I mean, they're strong. What, what scares people is, is you go to Academy, I'm going to say, and I'm, I hate to call it Academy because all sure. Cabela's, You Bass go to Pro, a big box store. Any of them, and you buy the big boy lawn chair that mm-hmm. you can, that folds out and stuff. Right. And that fucker is comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. it lasts mm-hmm. about half a summer. That's correct. That's and then a stitch breaks. That's correct. Or a fat ass that's, should, that's in the 300-pound chair weighs 302. That's right. And his ass crack's hanging out of that thing. Right. And once that bitch starts breaking or gets mm-hmm. brittle, she's mm-hmm. done. You might as well yeah. throw it away. Yeah. You're going to get one season out of it. These here are like shin gear waiters. You're getting more than one year out of these damn things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's what you want. You, yeah. This, these are products going to last a long time. Yeah. I, I, I drug a prototype from Mississippi to Missouri through the woods, through mm-hmm. pit blinds, through just about anything I could put it through. And, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it held up great. That's the reason why I wanted to kind of make sure that it was going, because if there was a problem or an issue, then I wanted to address it now. Right. And did not have any trouble out of it, and everything worked out just fine. Can you tell us what your other products that you're working on? Yeah. Um, we have got a – what's they're kind of coming up with a name uh, right now, but we call it, for the sake of argument, Blind Caddy. Mm-hmm. Basically what it is is when you're sitting in a pit blind, you've got to get a hold of your shells. You've got to get a hold of a – you need somewhere to put your cup, put your coffee, anything like that. And in in this pit, you've got metal, you know, front, back, whatever – It'll have a magnet on the inside of it, so it'll be basically it'll be the cup holder, shell holder, have hooks on it. It'll have a place to put your phone. It'll have we're we're working now. We we've got it at the prototypes at the injection molding place, so we're getting quotes on everything like that to start producing those. It'll have um, and they'll all be interchangeable, mm-hmm. so they'll have like a, you'll have like a male side and a female side where they hook into each other. So if you don't want them together, you can put the shells on one side of you. Cup holder right. on the other. You can put a cup holder, shell, shells, hooks, 
um, where where we've got a thing that'll go in the, on the side of it that you can put a rechargeable, like a like a battery pack or whatever mm-hmm. to recharge a. You know, your, we are making your, hunter, hunters more lazy, aren't we? We are making them. We're ex- trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it to where if I could figure out how to put a, you know, an ottoman in a in, 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 a, <laughs> duck, in a duck blind, I, I probably would. Have you hunted? Because I've had an idea similar to this. Have you hunted out of a frames? Have you seen like the, the a frame style? Okay, so not. there's it, it's basically so it's three rows of square tubing, mm-hmm. and I've had the idea that if you kind of like you're saying a caddy, um, what you could do is you could just make a hook. Like that, and it would just go. It would just go right over the top of that square tubing, and that would cater to the A-frame market well, rather than the magnets. Well, you just probably ruined a big top secret deal, Andy. Way well, to go. not necessarily. I, we, I hit. I sit in a fucking A-frame every no. day. Like, I trust me. I'm with you. I want to make this as easy well, as possible. What, it, what it'll have, it'll have like probably have a magnet built into it. We're right. trying to still do the design, but on the back we'll have those same male female type, you know, slots. One end will be a hook. Mm-hmm. The other end will be a um, will be holes for like a screw hole. Right. So if you're in an A-frame, you flip it around, slide it in, you hook it on the A-frame. If you're hooking out of a, a sled blind, just right. like a, a wooden blind, yeah. deer stand, whatever, you flip it over, you put the hook, so the, basically it hooks, it sits on top of the hook, and you screw it into your A-frame. I right. mean, you screw it into your so sled blind. So what he's talking about, you see a use for this in your everyday deal. Yeah, because whenever I'm hunting... Like, there's nothing. There's nowhere to set my coffee, right. and half the time it gets fucking dumped over because mm-hmm. I move around and my, my foot hits it because it's just sitting there on the ground. Or Lou, or um, no, Lou doesn't ever. He's he's on the outside of the blind, but um, or like dirt swirling around the bottom of the blind, mm-hmm. and so dirt gets in my coffee. Mm-hmm. But if there was a way that you could elevate something and set right. your coffee right, right there, I wouldn't have that problem. Yeah, and so then, an A-frame caddy basically. Yeah, is it's what like this an A-frame. Uh, we just call it a blind caddy. So yeah. I mean, deer blind, duck blind, right. Um, and also, we're making an attachment. Um, we're making an attachment to go on the chairs. So you can put a shell holder on one side, put your, uh, you know, your cup holder on the other. Yeah. So no matter where you turn, it's right it's there with you. There You're not trying to, if you right. know, you shoot three and you got a cripple. Well, now I got to go try to find which pocket I've got an extra shell in. Right. You reach down there, grab it, throw it in. Ain't it's it like, funny how, as we've evolved into the 21st, 22nd century, whatever century, and I can't keep up that shit no more. We're the 21st century, right? Yes. 21st century. Mm-hmm. Just in the last five years, we've seen some things happen, simple things, mm-hmm. a blind caddy. Yeah. Tons of sense. Why hasn't someone done this last right. 100 years? Right. You know, I was reading Nash Buckingham's book there. People have been hunting out of blind since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And another thing is the freaking shell bag by Boss. Now, Federal's coming out with a, bo- a bag. Yeah. All of them got bags. Yeah. But but I guess Lee chose come up with that, didn't he? I mean, it's it's kind of to cater to the – it's kind of got a nostalgic feel to it with it being uh, tin cloth or whatever it is. So, But it's just the whole right. – mm-hmm. it makes sense mm-hmm. because all those times you got a half box of shells from a hunt and you got to keep right. them right. in the box. Mm-hmm. You throw them in a bag like that's no big mm-hmm. deal no more. And it's right. like, why didn't someone think about this now? Mm-hmm. Now everybody's doing them. Yeah. And, you know, and I've I've actually took and hung, um, uh, because I shoot boss, I've hung a money bag on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Of the the hook. So, so sometimes in the pit, like, if you get there and you hadn't pumped it out or, you know, it's got some water in it or whatever, you know, you kind of don't have anywhere to put it. And and if your cubby holes stuff with everything else, you don't want to get wet. And, you know, you're down one end of the pit and the cubby holes down here, you know, you have that right there in front of you. And, of course, the blind caddy will have, It'll have um, gun rest on it, mm-hmm. so you so you can 
you can put your guns up on it and it'll be kind of angled out and you know like i said you can put shell holder gun rack i mean shell holder cup holder shell holder or i mean you can just daisy chain them along um you know so that that type you you couldn't even buy an a-frame 15 years ago Hmm. 10 years ago probably they started really uh what year is it uh maybe not even then but it's just crazy how uh, it, that, that'd be on the high side. Eight, eight, eight years ago, probably. And it's really has revolutionized a lot of hunting for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, it's made it a lot. Of, it, it's more, it's easier to do with a wider range of people. Like I can take Reese, and when Ron was alive, I could take Ron, mm-hmm. and like we could just set up one blind, and from seven year old to seventy four year old. Mm-hmm. Everybody's comfortable, right? You know, you're not having to stand in water or anything yeah. like that. It's just. It's revolutionary. Yeah, it's it's done a, it's done a good job. It's a good thing. Hunting's going in the right direction. It is. I think so. I think so. Make people as comfortable as possible. Right. And they'll, you know, they'll last and a little bit longer. Your like, hunt la- you extend your hunting. Yeah. Well, that's like last year uh, or two years ago or something like that. We needed a blind built. And, of course, um, with me just being home, just me and my daughter, I didn't have nothing else to do. So I built a huge blind on a trailer, yeah. like 20 two foot long eight foot wide seven foot tall i mean you cook in it you can do all that kind of stuff to to try to make things easier that's right more more enjoyable so you can sit out there longer you can you know and when when, when you're struggling of course mississippi struggles a lot of time for for for, for birds when you're struggling you can you know you you can be comfortable just like with the seats you can sit back and you're not miserable your back's not hurting you know, you're not counting down. Yeah, not counting. Like looking for ex- we go yeah, home now. You know, well, one day of. in my life, I'm going to go hunt in one of these blinds that's got the cook stuff. That's one thing I want to do one day in my life. Well, just to see one. Well, you, you know, you can make that two day trip back home where I live, and and, and come hunt with us in, in January because December just sucks. See, I can't <laughs> when during hunting season I can't do nothing. That's uh, you the can't problem. do anything. But it's just something I I see these read about them and I I look at them. I'm thinking. Them guys got this shit down and figured out, you know, breakfast in the blinds. They got oh, yeah. cook, They got everything. I saw a blind. Oh, yeah. Someone had a picture of the other day, and they had a freaking, I don't know, I got a 100-inch fucking TV at my house. They had one bigger than mine in the fucking <laughs> blind, and the guys are sitting on leather sofas and shit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, them boys right there, now, they're not poor boy in it, but they're comfortable. Oh, yeah, no. we um And, and we're talking about next year about ex- expanding one of our blinds. So do you have one guy that sits up on the tur- the poor guys? He sits up there and watch for birds for everybody. And everybody else has <laughs> playing pool and shit down below, and then they, the birds are flying, and he calls them up there. Or do y'all get pissed when you hear him shooting? And he no, we about. usually we usually we usually take the um, take the new guy and make him make him look. So you're on bird watch. So whoever the new guy is that comes in and hunts with us, he's he's on bird watch. So is it considered a faux pas if he shoots and doesn't let everybody else know there's birds working? Oh God, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah, we had a guy this year that that um. Uh, he shot a pintail, his first pintail he ever shot, and it was bird boom. Mm-mm. That that's how that went down, and and it was you know it's mine. I mean he, I think he beat the dog out there to get the, but to, so to get the birds. So y'all do send a guy out there to sit and watch for birds. No, we don't do it. You either. don't do that. You know that happens. It has to some of those places because some of those pits are huge that they've got built oh, yeah. in. They got built in. They got a living room built in yeah. there. I saw one that was a Conex box in the ground. Like like y'all was calling it back, uh-huh. and the bottom part was where you cooked and ate, and and I think it even had a bed or two in there. And then you stepped up on a up on a uh, platform, and that's what you hunted out of because it had holes all the way down it. So I mean, it was like it's like fifty three foot long pit blind. See, there's 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 that 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 fascinates me on the hunting end. 
the real foot lake deal where they got 15,000 freaking mm-hmm. decoys and they got them hardwired to electricity, all their mojos and shit. Right, right. I think that's interesting. I yeah. just, for some reason, I, I think that would be amazing to see. I would hate to be the poor bastard has to put up and pick up. Mm. That would be a horrible job. Yeah. And then these, these snow goose guides that have the big spreads of 10,000 decoys that they leave out. To me, that's interesting. It would be a cool deal to go driving right in and go set right up at yeah. first light, and they turn the the, the the stereo deals would really bother yeah. me though. I would have a headache for three months after that shit. That, that, that shit in your dreams. Where I, where I hunt in Missouri, mm-hmm. um, you know, we put out twelve, twenty four, or twelve to twenty dozen, something like that, decoys out there. Of course, we just leave them. You know, we just leave them. Twelve dozen, or Tw- no, twelve, 12 to, to twelve 24. to twenty, twenty dozen, dozen. So, so 240 duck decoys? Duck decoys, yeah. We've got ducks, and i got full bodies on that's stakes. A, that's still a like lot that. of duck decoys. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, it's, it's you know, a lot of times it's not enough, but, I mean, it, yeah, it's that's still. crazy. It's still. And then they've got goose spreads that are all around there. Of course, I mean, there's a lot of outfitters around there, and they're doing the, the, the conservation hunts, you know, going on now. And, I mean, and their spreads are just stupid, you know, big, big spreads. I, um, I grew up hunting on a dairy in Winthorpe, Texas. Mm-hmm. And and and, I, and I'm not lying when I tell you this. I grew up and we shot lots of ducks. Our limit our, our limit was a hundred shells. We took a hundred hundred loads with us, and when we shot a hundred bullets, we were done for the day. Wow, that was that was it. Whether we shot fifteen ducks or we shot fifty five ducks, that was <laughs> that was for me, my dad, and my brother growing up. Right now, we were on a ten bird limit back then, and we killed a lot of teal, mm-hmm. killed a lot of pintails. Mm-hmm. So there was days that we would kill forty, fifty teal probably. I did have a day one time I shot twenty shot twenty six or twenty seven canvas bags. Oh wow! Between the three of us, wow! <laughs> on the one bird limit on the canvas bags. On the so, one bird limit yes. for canvas. Okay. Thank, my dad's dead. He was the adult there, <laughs> so you can't do nothing to him now. But statue limitation. We shot most of those birds over six ducks, six decoys. Really? Matter of fact, I got two Victor decoys, old mallard, flat bottom mallard today. Mm-hmm. Some it's the heaviest shit, and we shot. We hunted over them a lot. And that was it. And if it was icy, you could put them victors on the ice because they were they're flat. They were bottoms. flat. Okay. And so we would use them all the time. But that and we had a dozen G and H green wing teal decoys. Yeah. And that's what we used. And and I think we kind of went overboard this year. Well, in some places I mean, you have to have that, but we didn't have. There was nobody else hunting nowhere. Even close. you never even heard oh, anybody yeah. else shoot. Okay. okay. We hunted a dairy where the the cows that would would shit the grain out and the yeah. fucking ducks. There'd Just be, right there. There'd be fifteen hundred ducks on the pond every day we hunted. Right. Okay. Okay. And. It just it was it was the golden deals of duck hunting yeah, still. Yeah. And then that when when duck season went to three bird limit, well, even though we could still shoot a hundred shells and go hunting every day, mm-hmm. as we got older, I realized I could get them in trouble, so we quit doing as much of that. But we didn't have the opportunities. We lost the duck. We didn't have the duck numbers. Yeah, and I I wonder sometimes if by going to the to the to the limit what you got now, if they aren't talking about or I kind of heard rumor of maybe possibly somebody wanting to move it back to a three bird to a or a 30 day season or something i i I hope i don't think the government will go to a 30 day season because our government is driven by money true true they could keep the days the same 190 days whatever it is Mm -hmm. and they could go to a three duck limit and they'd sell just as many hunting license and fishing license oh they would because the guys want to go out and hunt yeah i'm still gonna do it the same with with fishing on Mm -hmm. their on the texas coast they they've they've lowered i think the limit on redfish or something that because the freeze Mm -hmm. i bet Mm -hmm. they sold just as many fishing licenses really I'd much rather see a smaller bag limit and the same amount of yes. days. Oh yeah, yeah I would the too. Same bag limit and shorter days. I would too. The the small Canada goose, they these eight bird these eight bird limits. They need to go down to five to three, three to five. And and the outfit, it's funny, is everybody thinks the outfitters. Well, them outfitters are going to be pissed off. No, they're oh, not. Yeah. Outfitters be happy as shit. Oh yeah, 
Get out, you know? get out of there. It, it's, it, and I'll, I'll give you an example out here. We can shoot two specs a day. Okay. Well, when we got just specs here and we don't have a lot of other things, we stop at two specs. So if we got 10 guys and we shoot 20 specs and we kill three or four Canada geese, whatever we kill, we've had a perfect day. Right, right. You hunt till noon, three or four more hours to kill one more Canada goose, you went from having a perfect day to a day that wasn't so perfect. Yeah, to a miserable day. Yeah, and so you shoot you shoot your specs and you're mm-hmm. done. It'd be the same with a three-bird duck limit. If you go out and shoot three birds, because guys, we shot our limit. Okay, we shot our limit. We're happy. Yeah, right. They shoot three ducks, they're happy. Right. And mm-hmm. we, we our duck numbers are way off. They, the, even the state of Texas, did you see the numbers they sent out? Mm-hmm. They gave out our duck numbers. They're talking about we had a million widgeons this year up this way. How many widgeons did you see this year? Honestly, Zero. did you see a no. dozen? Zero. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see there's, – there's been some back here. I saw some on Tony's Pond the other day, but there wasn't very many. A million birds. You're going to notice if it's a million. No shit. You're going to notice if it's a million <laughs> and, birds. And, and I might be on a million. It might have been 300,000, 400,000, but it was a huge number of birds. Yeah. Justin Hill sent me an email with it on it, and I, re- I kind of glanced over it. But it was just a crazy – you're not going to find it on the Internet. Oh, it was No, it's an email that he got sent to him. Oh. Justin could email you the exact numbers. Quite though. a little – Little no no secret society no, stuff. I don't know if it's secret society, but I got it, so I guess I'm in on the secret. But anyways, our, the numbers are so skewed from what they are because I yeah. don't believe their numbers. I, I just I think the federal because I know from my eyes what mm-hmm. I see, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, we ain't got no fucking ducks. We hadn't had ducks all year long. Everybody I know says they didn't have ducks. There's some people that had pockets of ducks for right. three or four or five days. Right. Kansas right. didn't have ducks all year long. They had times they had ducks for two or three weeks, but they had mm-hmm. a lot of times they didn't have any ducks. Right, right. Where are all them fucking ducks go? Well, you know, I, I know for us, I know for us over there, we didn't get ducks until January, till till January, and that's the way it is every year for our place. You can starting out is pretty good, then it goes to shit, and then it picks up right, basically yeah. in January, and it gotten to the point that we were seeing. We were seeing pintails like blackbirds. Really? Yeah. and Because you, you'd sit there and be like, gosh. And it's one. And it's one. And it's like, damn, that's okay. Oh, well. Right, here we go. <laughs> Just more pintails. Really? Let's, yeah. Something else. You know, yeah. we, we'd get excited if a shoveler came in. <laughs> Just something else Just to something look else. at. Just something else. Something else to, you know, to look at. Um, and so, but that, it's never been like that. Mm-hmm. It has never been like that. Missouri couldn't find a, a one or two pintails every now and then buzz that's it come down to mississippi they're and there's freaking pintails everywhere we i hunted at with a um i hunted with a a guide um up in north mississippi around tunica mm-hmm. which is just south of memphis and man there were pintails everywhere everywhere there were pintails and it was froze up froze up solid there were pintails landing on the ice <laughs> they were landing pintails just landing on the ice right. you know I mean, they didn't care. I mean, they wanted to be there. And we never had pintails like this. this we we always have a heavy pintail population, and this year especially. You know, that that was the only duck we had. Really? We didn't see many mallards. I didn't see any widgeon. Um, okay, it's 210,949 is how so many widgeons were in our area. 210,000. 210,000 210, birds. And that was in... Uh, now, that's... That's the Widgeons numbers that they had for us in in January. Now, was that Knox and Haskell County? What, that, that was, what is, that's what is considered that? the rolling plains, like Abilene, an 80-mile circle Abilene or something. 80-mile circle? Just, wow. There's not 210,000. I'm giving, I, first of all, for the first person out there that's going to fucking call and try to give me days, <laughs> I don't know exactly, but it's considered the rolling plains. But it was 210,000 mallards. I mean, 210,000 Widgeons. Um, 235,000 mallards. That's bullshit. I mean, 55,000 pintails. 
Now we had those just in Knox and Haskell County. Okay, this is the numbers for Knox and Haskell County, which is twenty six thousand pintails. Okay, so we had half the pintails in two. And counties. they said we had thirty two thousand mallards. So they're saying we had more mallards than pintails. That's what they're saying. Okay. Maybe I need to fly with these people, or maybe they need to ride with us. Yeah, yeah. For a day. Is this an aerial survey that, that yes, they're doing this? And I don't buy any of that shit. But they did get us right. They had zero tundra swans. That okay? They're one hundred percent right there. I mean, we would scout, and I mean, it would just be pintails, 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 yeah. pintails, pintails, mm-hmm. and then you would see an occasional mallard drake, or you know, it's hard to kind of tell a mallard hen if they're mixed in mm-hmm. with that many pintails. But yeah, we wouldn't. We we no. had we had no mallards. We had no. Can you see who made that that survey? And maybe we could get no. them on the podcast. Uh, it's it going to be say. one of our buddies from the state of Texas. So no, and they don't. They like had, us. A, they had 102,000 specs. Okay, 12,000 Canadas and 10,000. 125,000 geese were here. At whenever this week surge, but that week during the day they did that. The day they did the survey, we had 125,000 geese. It doesn't say when. Uh, it did, but I, his, it's blurry. Well, I mean, okay. it's it's horrible. Right. I mean, you can't really read nothing. This is a screenshot. So maybe I it's this you. secret society shit. Maybe I'm not supposed to have all this. <laughs> well, Anyways. I don't, I don't, they, they said we had the highest concentration of mallards, I think, I want to say like in North Mississippi, or, or like around our place. Yeah. That was bullshit. We, we didn't have any, we didn't have any mallards. I mean, they were, they were, I mean, there were pockets, you know, like I said, there were pockets, and but those pockets were maybe. 50-60. Well, four, you know. four years ago, we had a lot of ducks here. A yes. lot of ducks. And we had water everywhere. Because I told them one day, I said, well, I'll tell you what, somebody somewhere is like, where the fuck are our ducks at this yeah, year? West Texas. Well, they were here. Well, we haven't had them in three years like we had. But we hadn't had no water. And when we have water, we always have a lot of ducks. Mm-hmm. But somebody somewhere is sitting on a shitload of ducks, or our duck numbers are way off. Well, I don't know anybody in the last two years that's had all these ducks. You so, didn't say, did, did he say widgeon on there? Did you look at the widgeon number? Yeah, 2,300 is what this one said here. Oh, 2,300? But the plane, the panhandle had okay. like 900,000. Right, right. And those okay, guys didn't have no ducks either. Okay. But, mm. but you, take, you, you, you take these these numbers, and I know the duck numbers we had four years ago. Mm-hmm. I know the ducks we've had the last two years mm-hmm. have been way off. I know the guys all around hadn't had no ducks in two years. Mm-hmm. Where are the ducks? Somebody somewhere has got to be sitting on a million ducks that don't normally have that many ducks. Right. But either they're really good at keeping secrets. And in today's them. world, that don't happen. No. I know that Northern Illinois had a lot of ducks this yeah. year because I've had guys tell me that from Northern mm-hmm. I had some guys here just the other day from Northern Illinois, and they were talking about what a wonderful duck hunt. And some hog hunters were here, and they were talking about how, what a great duck season they had. But the average guy hasn't shot any ducks this mm-hmm. year. I don't know anybody. What about Oklahoma and Kansas? Uh, Southwest Same. Oklahoma was horrible. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I think you get northern Oklahoma around the Perry area. I think they started killing a lot of ducks. But at times, but they also didn't have a lot of ducks. Guys okay. in Kansas told me they had ducks, but not near what they normally had. Okay. But they have a five or six days. They really wore them out, but then they didn't have them. Okay. Okay. Um, I know a lot of guys in Missouri didn't have a lot of ducks. It was It was rough. Yeah. It was rough, but, but where are they? I don't know because we would. Get, all right, this is what I was told by somebody. Take it for whatever it's worth. Up in uh, over in Arkansas, north north east Arkansas, you got like I think it's Big Lake Waterfowl Refuge or mm-hmm. National Refuge or something like that. It's just big big lake, and he said that the guy said that they would roost on that lake, and then they would fly up around Sykeston to them cornfields and the fields up there at Sykeston. 
and that was their path that they took. It was like a flyway inside a flyway. Right. And that was a path that they took because there's three big ditches that drain, like, all of the, the ditches up around, you know, Kennett and Reeves and um, Steel and, you know, uh, Braxton and all that, like, drains back down to this place. And they would just fly back and forth, back and forth. We would see mallards, a heavy, heavy, heavy mallards one day, and then we wouldn't see them for a week or two, maybe two weeks, and then we'd kind of see them coming back, coming back that way. And in between there, we'd get redheads and camasbacks and you know bluebills and everything like that, right. you know. Um, so I mean, it, it was so that's what they that's what he told me. He's a he's a outfitter up there and a farmer, and he said that's what they were doing. They were flying back and forth. Right through there. Now that doesn't probably doesn't explain where y'all's went to. Right. But okay. I think that might help explain something about where maybe ours went to. I just it's just been a weird year and it's just nobody has an answer, but it seems no. like the ducks in the central flyway. When 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 North Dakota flooded real bad a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. that, since then things have been just completely different. Yeah. And then last year it's dry as shit. It is yeah. dry now. We need some rain. Yeah. You know, and we are in the middle of a bad drought, and a lot of people don't realize it because it's a winter drought. Yeah. If it's dry in the winter, and the fall and the summer, the only people that notice is they're ducking goose hunters. Yeah. That's it. Right. But 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 when summer, spring, and summer gets here and mm-hmm. it don't rain, if we don't get any rain this spring, we're in, the ducks are in big trouble in sore week. Well, and you know we have the ability to be able to push. I mean, yeah. not be able to push, be able to pump. We pump can we can water. pump water, you know, on 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 several of our stuff. And so we had water early, so we had the we had we had places for them to be there. We got a moist soil compound that we that we that we flooded, and they had food in there. I say, so it was there for them, but they just never they never showed up to to take advantage. If they don't have a place to put a nest, we're gonna be in trouble. Oh yeah, and that's what it's looking like. Yeah. But Jason, I know you got a long ass drive ahead of you. I sure. appreciate you coming in here. Absolutely. Alpha Outdoor Specialties, emails. Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at Alpha of M-S, A-L-P-H-A-M-O-F-M-S dot com. We appreciate you being on here, and we wish you the best of luck and look forward to this partnership. And if you want some comfortable chairs, folks, take a look at them. We'll have them up on the website and everything here before long. We'll have a big. Looking forward to the blind caddy. Yep. Yes, yes, I, I am too. I am, I am too. <laughs> Trust me, I am too. I am too. <laughs> right, thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all and have a great week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go check out all of our wonderful sponsors before you get out of here. Check out Alpha uh, Outdoors Specialties uh, before you leave. Uh, get your blind chair hooked up. Dive Bomb Industries, Gun Dog Outdoors, Steak Plains Meat, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Lucky Duck, Dirty Duck Coffee, Shin Gear Waiters, Boss Shot Shells, and Pacific Calls. <laughs>